Hello and welcome to the Women's Words podcast. I'm your host, Gabs. I created this show with the sole purpose to give amazing ladies the opportunity to share their journeys and experiences on a whole range of different topics that I still feel are not given enough support, awareness and education. We'll be keeping it raw and unfiltered by getting down to the nitty gritty, discussing everything from women's health conditions to chronic illnesses, body positivity, mental health and much more. I hope you all enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Women's Words podcast. Joining me today is the lovely Ellen of Ellen's in Wonderland. Hey. Hi Ellen, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I do this every time I start a podcast, acting like we haven't already had a chat before. (laughs) I was like, do I jump in there or do I just let you go for it? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But (laughs) I I do this all the time though. I have like a full-on chit-chat and then I'm like, Oh shit, we're actually supposed to be recording a podcast. It'd probably be a good idea to hit record. <laughs> start doing it. It's so easily done. Um, but for those of you that don't know Ellen, you don't follow her on Instagram. Um, so Ellen is a YouTuber. She is a fellow Spoonie. She raises awareness for chronic illnesses. She always rocks some fabulous outfits. Her reels on chronic illnesses are amazing. Basically, she's just an all-rounder. Thank you. I know sometimes it's really awkward when people give you compliments. You're kind of like, oh my God, I don't know what to say. Um, but I love Ellen's page, hence, hence why she's on the show now. So um, I obviously know quite a lot about you, Ellen, but if you just want to explain to everyone who you are, a bit about yourself, I know this always puts people on the spot. Um, yeah. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm Ellen. Um, so I have had my Instagram and my YouTube for probably about like, seven years now like mm-hmm. a long time but it's only about five years ago or so that I um actually started talking about um my chronic illness which is weird because I was um diagnosed at 18 months so I was diagnosed with juvenile idiopathic arthritis at 18 months old um wow. but I was actually really lucky that um I spent most of my kind of late teens to early 20s basically in remission I guess from my arthritis I didn't I didn't actually really have very many symptoms um through that whole period of my life so um when I get questions about that that period and how I coped with it then I'm very lucky that I don't don't know how to answer those questions um so I also so I've got JIA um and I've got uveitis which is um an eye condition that comes with having um arthritis it's just a, another autoimmune disease but in your eye basically um and then I've got alopecia areata as well um so those are kind of the areas I talk about um in terms of my chronic illness and invisible illness on my platforms um and then on top of that I talk a lot about like fashion and beauty and lifestyle I went for a travel blogger phase I've done it all over there <laughs> I know I was looking at your um, YouTubes earlier and I was like scrolling down and it was like all these places you've been I was like I am so jealous yeah I'm I guess so jealous travel was pre-pandemic the way I kind of wanted to take my content really um yeah. I, I'm always going to talk about my health on there it's a it doesn't define me but it's a big part of my life and I would never yeah. want to just dismiss that um and I can see the community I've built from talking about it and I'm never going to let that go but travel was where I wanted to take my content mm-hmm. pre not being able to travel anymore 
What, what's your favourite place that you've been to? Um, probably Thailand. It's I've been twice now, so that's where we started when we. So I did uh, before COVID happened. I did a uh, four months travelling around Southeast Asia, oh, and God. we started in Thailand, and I absolutely love Thailand so much. I've been. It looks <laughs> beautiful, though. It's really beautiful and just fun and exciting, and yeah, I love it. And I bet the food was so nice as well. The food is so good, yeah. I try and have a pad thai, try and make a pad thai back home and it's just never the same. Do you know what? I've not really had a lot of Thai food. It's probably like the one cuisine I've not really had a lot of. Am I missing out? To be fair, like uh, here, I don't eat it very much. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's different when you're out there. Like the food's brilliant, but I... I would never kind of, I have it over here every now and again, but it's not mm. the one I would gravitate towards, like if I was having my Friday night takeaway. It's not authentic, <laughs> is it? You want the, yeah. be in Thailand, the real deal. So I want to be sitting on the beach. <laughs> oh God, me too. So with your YouTube channel, was that kind of what inspired you to start YouTubing? Was it travel? Was it fashion? Was it just you thought, I'm just going to give this a go and see what happens? Yeah, I think it was just, I just thought I'm going to give this, a go and see what happens I think it was it was fashion I'd say that mainly made me want to start my YouTube channel I think I was watching people like um Zoella and the beauty crush and mm. Tanya Burr way back when that She's was our OGs yeah <laughs> yeah like way back in the day when YouTube was um starting and I was like oh, I want to have a go at this so I literally just used to film my outfits in my bedroom mm. yeah it was a it felt like a whole other world then um and yeah it just never really stopped it's just been my kind of consistent hobby yeah. um and I had a couple of videos that have just taken off I guess and that's always kind of spurs you on to want to continue doing it I think has it evolved a lot YouTube over the last because you said you've been doing it what seven years yeah oh I bet it's really evolved is it very competitive YouTube um yeah I'd I'd say it seems like it. I kind of, I feel like I do it very much as like a hobby yeah. as well. So I kind of have never felt, never put too much pressure on myself with it mm-hmm. because I, I genuinely adore making YouTube videos. Like some people love the gym. I like sitting in my bedroom and talking to a camera. <laughs> like That's how I always kind of describe I it to people. So. Yeah. Like I just, I love just sitting and having a chat and that's kind of the best thing about YouTube. And I think I I love Instagram and I love like mm-hmm. picture content and but there's something about video content that I just gravitate towards way more and I think that's why I loved when like reels and Instagram TV came out I was like or even Instagram stories I'm like this is way more me do you know what I've never done a reel and I've never I've done I've done an Instagram live that's gone on to like yeah this, but I've never done an IGTV or a reel I feel like I'm I'm one of those weird like twenty somethings where I like some technology, but some some technical technology things are still a bit like oh no I I don't really understand or know how to work it like TikTok I'm so rubbish when it comes to TikTok. <laughs> I the thing is I I watch like your chatty stories like even the stuff you're putting on today and I'm like I feel like you could uh, you'd absolutely smash doing like reels or I'm even YouTube just like. Because sometimes I'm like, I've just done a whole like six or seven stories about fuck all. And yeah. 
that's what I like though I feel like social media has evolved so much where people are so much more interactive and I do I do love a story obviously like I just sit there for I could just sit there all day really yeah doing stories but it is funny like um how old are you Ellen if you don't mind me asking I'm 29 29 see I, yeah. I'm I'll be 29 in September so you're the same age as me so you're like the MSN Bebo yeah era and it was just it's so different to what it is now do you not think like growing up social media and stuff because you think when we were younger there wasn't Instagram and when I look back what Instagram used to look like even like five years ago I'm like wow it looks really different (laughs) yeah I completely agree and I do say this all the time um and I think I got into like my social media obsession quite early on as well like I was massively into MySpace I like figured out how to like html everyone's pages and I was like absolutely obsessed with like gaining friends on myspace and then I got into tumblr and I think that was probably one of the reasons that led me into youtube yeah it was like the beginnings of social media I was like so into it straight away Mm. but I can't even imagine growing up with the kind of social media we have now no I would I would actually hate it like I feel like when we were younger, like we were our age in a lot yeah. of respects, like we had shit makeup, we had, I wouldn't say shit clothes because they were with the times, Yeah, but we kind of, we got to enjoy things kind of as they're happening and we weren't so sucked in, our, in on our phones because you think when we were like 15, we had like Nokia 3210 <laughs> and Motorola flip phones. So it was like, I'm glad personally, like I I didn't grow up with Instagram, with seeing kind of uh, unreachable how I should look or what I should be doing or looking at these things and feeling disappointed that that's not my life in pictures because it it can be very misleading and I will always rather have rocked Barry M Dazzle Dust and flared jeans. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And I think like it's the idea that they bring so much of school home with them as well like you know we brought our homework home and maybe hopped on msm for an hour or something if our parents weren't on the phone or whatever but But they like literally just it never stops like if you you'd see you must see what i actually don't have any kind of siblings that are that kind of age or anything um but i imagine they just come home and like you just see what everyone at school is doing still and the, the comparisons you must make to their lives on social media. It's crazy. And I yeah. also feel like when when I see girls who are like 15, 16, they actually, I feel like they look older than me. Yeah. Oh, my God, I completely agree. They yeah. have perfect makeup. They have like designer clothes and they look immaculate. And I'm like, I did not look like that when I was no. that age. I was like... I don't know I feel like it's just such a different like generation isn't it I mean yeah we're obviously still like relatively young I mean I don't always feel very young um but I just feel like the generation now are like so desperate to be so much older than they are they're just not enjoying being the age they are and like yeah when you're at school like sometimes it is shit you want to go out and do all these different things that you see like older kids doing and I think even more so they see it because of social media yeah and you're like they're like 
getting the next stage too quickly almost like yeah yeah and I just think we kind of looked up to maybe the people we saw when we were out yeah or if there was someone older than us at school maybe but we didn't really have anything else than that maybe like I guess we had a little bit of like celeb culture and stuff but not in the kind of way that they have like influencers now it's crazy because I feel like reality TV especially has been like the driving point for social media to increase so much because you think when we were younger there wasn't really a lot of social media and reality celebrities and stuff but I do feel like now and I've said this on a few of my um, episodes uh, especially when I talk to other people who've got chronic illnesses that the community on Instagram is massive and I feel like the tides are kind of turning with what or who is an influencer and what's important to be influenced yeah I am um, I feel like that's changing a lot and I feel like I've noticed it a lot from even like the content I want to post yeah. like I think where I said I've obviously I went through the, the travel phase with my Instagram mm-hmm. and when I came back and I, I couldn't travel and that was like at a standstill I was like right so I'll go back to doing fashion content but it it just it doesn't feel like fulfilling in the way it for me anyway this is obviously not I'm not knocking anyone who purely makes fashion content in the slightest but it it didn't feel like fulfilling enough for me I was like there's so much going on in the world at the moment that we need to talk about like and obviously where my experience lies is like personal experience is chronic illness but yeah that's I want my page to be more and I want it to influence in a different way from yeah. just being pure fashion content. And I feel like you see that through so so many, even like bigger influencers now, like the ones I choose to follow are the ones who are talking about the bigger picture as well, I guess. Yeah, I agree with you. And when I, because I started my account last year and I thought, because I had a personal account, but it would just, I all I would see is, um influences and it would be things that are really unobtainable and I would compare myself to and I thought this just is not healthy for me so I started a new one and now I kind of have this rule that I only follow people that in some way or another they like inspire or they influence me in like a positive like you said the bigger picture that it's not just oh she posts every single picture is in like a really nice dress or jeans and like we said we're not knocking anyone who does want to just do fashion but I think when you you've had life experiences and you're living through something every day you want more fulfillment and to see kind of not it's not like oh good I want to see other people going through suffering (laughs) but you kind of feel like well there is a community and it's a massive community and like you said it's like people with chronic illnesses aren't just a section to just talking about chronic illness they are showing that they have a life beyond being chronically ill that they can do whatever they want and that does inspire other people because it might be the case that someone follows you who's having a hard time with a chronic illness and sees you posting about other things as well and thinks wow that's amazing like I can still do that like I can still try and do these things because being chronically ill doesn't mean that well some people obviously they are in a lot of pain and bed bound and not able to do a lot but it it gives a more achievable reality of life and a more kind of well-rounded 
Yeah, and I completely agree. And I think as well for people who aren't chronically ill to follow pages like ours, in my opinion, is really important as well because yeah, um, like there's this big part of me that's like, I don't want to just raise awareness to the people that are already going through this. Like you, yeah. you know, you've, you've done this, you, you've worn the t-shirt, like you, everyone who's got a chronic illness, we all get it. Yeah. Um, which is amazing and that's a, a brilliant part of the community mm-hmm. but I think where we're all putting it on a platform like Instagram it's making people who maybe just follow us for I, I found us along the way maybe for another reason yeah. understand that like you said like you your chronic illness doesn't define you it's just a part of your life and you can live and work around that um, and for people that are suffering with it like maybe gives them a little bit of like fight to not hide it every day and not feel the need to hide it every day and I think that's like um yeah I don't really know where I was going with that just (laughs) do you know what I do that yeah I do it like I'll be voice (laughs) noting someone I'll be doing a story and I'm like shit where was my train of thought I just get do you know what it is? I think you're like me. You get so passionate when you're talking about things and then you're like, what was the point I was actually trying to make? But I, I understand what you mean. And it is a point where it's so nice. Like for me, I, I don't care how many people follow me. I don't care how many likes I get. It doesn't bother yeah. me. If I get one message from someone to say, thank you so much for sharing that. That's really made me feel confident to do this or to speak to my doctor about this or I'm going to give this a go. Or even just someone says, what I've said has made them laugh because that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the laughs. I like to make other people laugh. And I'm I'm sure you're the same as well. When you are diagnosed with chronic illnesses and you're you're going through things, you develop a really dark sense of humor and you kind of you make light of a shitty situation and things you're going through as a coping mechanism. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think it's when you get told like, oh you're so strong and it's like yeah this is like this is the the way to deal with it I guess just you have you have to like laugh or otherwise you'll cry it's just the like simple I always say that (laughs) yeah I generally just end up doing both (laughs) it's just got it's got to be balanced (laughs) I know I am a massive cry baby but with your chronic illnesses how does it affect you on a day-to-day is it a day-to-day or is it kind of intermittent comes and goes um it's for me really intermittent it really like comes and goes so my uveitis I is like chronic I have that all the time whereas um my arthritis I can wake up one day feeling absolutely nothing and wake up one day and feeling shit like it's literally just it's such a roller coaster like it could be yeah it's just super dependent and honestly like it's probably a lot of it's dependent on what I've done the day before and yeah all that sort of thing as well um but I had so it was about five years ago that I had a pretty bad like everything flare up um and that's the moment I started kind of talking about everything on social media so um it was my uveitis that flared up first and I basically completely lost the sight in my left eye and I was desperately trying to google to find someone else that was talking about having a uveitis flare-up um and I couldn't find anything and that was the moment that it hit me and I was just like I have this platform 
I probably had about like, maybe about 3,000 YouTube subscribers at this point. And I was like, I've got a platform. Like, you're the person that needs to make that video. Yeah. Like, this is, you're going through this mm-hmm. in this moment. And you can't find anything. So be that person. And so I did. I made that video. And I, I think it's got about 30,000 views now. That's and amazing. it's it's just, in the comments are just, a lot of like parents being like, I found this because my child has used Vitis and I couldn't find anything else. Like, thank you so much for making Aww. this video. Like, um, I actually, I don't go back to that video at all anymore, really, because I just actually find it quite hard to watch. So yeah. um, I, I've, I've kept it public and I've just put like a pinned a comment on it just saying, um, I don't come back to this video very much, but like, I appreciate all the comments just because I, it gets a lot less comments now. I guess it's probably fallen into the back of YouTube's algorithm or maybe somebody's made another one. But yeah, um, yeah at the time I was just like, it was absolutely overwhelming. But it completely made me realise that I need to keep talking about this. Um, That's the thing though, is that I think, and I was talking, I had, I, 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 fil- I filmed, I recorded a episode last night and my to get god i can't get my words out this is what brain fog does like <laughs> yeah. oh god gab start again oh god sorry everyone um oh my god i've lost my train of thought again uh, there i am back in the room okay here we go so i've done it again this is what my brain does to me and this is what i was saying to my guest yesterday people don't realize how much chronic illnesses affects your brain and yeah. it's not even a joke like i feel like my brain cells are diminishing I need to I need to gather what I was going to say yes that's what I was going to say people don't realize that as much as you want to raise awareness and educate sometimes it can be quite triggering and quite overwhelming to because you're actually then kind of reliving the trauma of these things that you've gone through and like it's quite it is a lot and and I'm the same as you like I do things like I do lives and I've talked about my journey and how I'm doing now and sometimes I'm like oh shit I can kind of feel myself bubbling Mm -hmm. up a bit and you don't I don't think you realize how much you've gone through until you talk to other people about and you're like oh okay I need to like breathe and take a break and as much as it is amazing you want like you wanting to help other people it does open you up to then constantly being an agony aunt a hundred percent yeah and I think there was a long time after making that video that every time I would talk about that experience I would like well up actually I think like even still now sometimes I do um like I start to talk about it and I'm like oh god like I'm gonna I'm gonna cry again um which it's great if you're doing a fundraising speech because that's what you need yeah but um like when I'd make my um my any video talking about um yeah my like illnesses and in general it would like make me feel really emotional and I I do I think I've gotten better now um I think the I um did a a takeover last night on um the chronically happy Instagram account oh yeah I did that um which was amazing really like really good to do that um and I really enjoyed it. Um, and somebody asked me about um, uh, my alopecia and said she was suffering with um, hair loss as well. And that is what, like one that really 
I feel so like it's one that really gets me every time I talk about it yeah and I feel like that's like one of my ones that I'm not a hundred percent the best person to talk about Mm. it yet and I want to talk about it so much but I'm like I was trying to record this um this reply um to the girl who had who had asked the question I was just like I can't get the right words out to say this like I was like I know what I want to say I know how I feel but I was so nervous about like saying the wrong thing about it or not coming across right and I was just like Ellen get some words out but it doesn't have to be right it just you just have to try and show what you're trying to say but I just like that was it just got me I was like I don't I just wanted it to be the right thing and I think that's another thing when you're putting yourself um out there and talking about uh, such a massive topic that affects mm-hmm. so many people in such a massive way you don't want to say the wrong thing no and that's why I'm quite wary about like mentioning my medication or mm-hmm. anything like in that world I just try and stay away from because I'm not a doctor and so yeah. many people slide into your DMs and ask you medical questions. And as much as I want to be helpful, I have no medical experience whatsoever. And I'm not qualified to give any kind of medical advice. So that's like a big thing I try and stay away from. Yeah, I think you're quite similar to me because I think you kind of want to bring the lightness to it as well. Because I know you do your reels and stuff, which I love. and. I, I think you do the same thing you kind of just talk about it from your own experience you don't kind of do like the kind of what's the word like the professional medical these are kind of like the stats for this and this is yeah I try and stay away from that as well because like you said you're not a doctor I'm not a doctor like everyone has a different experience and this is the thing with chronic illness no two people ever have the same experience the same kind of combination of chronic illnesses because the thing with chronic illnesses as well you never just have one fucking chronic illness no of course not (laughs) that would be too easy (laughs) so I'm the same I kind of like to bring a mix of my own experience sometimes it's like uh, emotional well thought out sometimes I'm taking the piss out of myself with it because I don't want to put anything out there especially for like a Karen to comment and be like well this isn't right so yeah it is is a hard thing and then I'm the same though like I get people messaging me like oh have you tried this medication and did this work for you and I'm like yes or no for me but we're all completely different all our bodies are all completely different so I don't want anyone to pin their hope on that oh my experience with something is going to work for them and this is why when uh, different companies or brands approach me to try things I'm like I'll try it if if it's not for me, I'm not going to post about it because people are chronically ill. I'm not going to navigate someone to something that's not going to work for them and then to spend money on something that's going to be shit. Yeah, it's not like advertising a, a beauty product where it's like you can buy this and it might work for you. It's someone's actual like health and their like well-being. And it's, yeah, yeah. I try to stray away from um, talking about kind of product uh well not products obviously but like um, medical stuff medical stuff yeah yeah Yeah. that's what I'm like as well and also I just think I can't spell half the stuff either (laughs) I think it's just it's just such like it's such a brain ache I just think 
it is it is one of those things online you kind of want to you want to be honest and you want to like speak your truth and be authentic but you also kind of have to be not careful but it's about not putting something out that is possibly incorrect or someone's going to take the wrong way and what I always say at the end of my episodes when I do a podcast as well is that if anyone has anything to say about what I speak with the guests this is people's personal experience and opinions and I don't want anyone to take it as that because you've been through something and tried something that it's wrong or it's right like everyone's on their own journey and luckily I don't know about you I, I haven't had a lot of trolling on my Instagram account no neither have I really I've been um, yeah I've been really lucky and it it makes me really sad when people troll one another because I just think like you're not brave sitting behind a keyboard and making nasty comments and I've seen this petition going round about you having to verify your identity when you're making Instagram accounts I don't know if it applies to other social media but I think that is literally the best idea ever yeah I think that is such a good idea and like I I think I watched a someone's Instagram TV or something the other day and um she was like kind of responding to the idea of like just ignore the trolls and she was like why should I just ignore them like if like I shouldn't have to just ignore someone abusing me all the time something needs to be done about the fact that people can so easily throw abuse at you and be so anonymous and I really agreed with that it's like she shouldn't have to just take it take it take it and just be like thick skinned because she's put herself on the internet she should there should be some sort of responsibility for your actions yeah yeah it's awful and I I and I say this to everyone like do these people have nothing better to do like what do you gain out of being nasty to someone like is it any of anyone's business what people want to post what people want to talk about what they look like what they're doing like if you haven't got anything nice to say just don't say anything yeah and I always think like the kind of the best you know the happiest most successful people are probably not the people that troll people no definitely not. like it's obviously there's probably something deeper going on with that person that makes them feel a need to troll somebody mm. especially with all the awareness around how it badly affects people to get trolled how anybody could sit there and think I want to say something like if someone trolled me I'd be, I'd be fucking out in them on my stories yeah I, think, and I, I would think not be having okay. any of it yeah the thing, the thing is for me like if someone messaged me something I, I don't know what would trigger me if someone messaged me like I've had someone message me once like the very like small bit of trolling I had one comment where someone was like oh well is your endometriosis that bad because I think I'd gone out somewhere and I thought you're fucking joking like yeah. mum like who are you the fucking chronic yeah. illness police that's what annoys me so I just literally yeah. just said fuck you and blocked them because I just think and the thing is when when you have chronic illnesses and stuff and you've had time off work and you've had to cancel plans like you've already had these sort of comments so to yeah. me I'm just like okay cool that's fine you can say what you like but I'm I know a few people that I'm friends with through Instagram and the trolling they've had is 
absolutely diabolical. It makes me so livid. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like I, yeah, I, and I, I do kind of like think if everything blew up and I did get that kind of trolling, I'm like, oh, I think I could handle it. But you have no idea how you're going to feel when those things start, those comments start I mean, coming in. Like I'd, I've got a temper, so I'll definitely, I'll definitely be. I don't <laughs> know if I would row with them. I feel like I need to be a bit of an adult and not row back with. I what I always say to my husband is there's no point arguing with stupid. Yeah. Yeah, so you're so right. So he he literally put it on his Instagram story as if he'd like found this quote and I was like, I told you that. <laughs> Don't try and take credit for it because I feel like as you get older you just realize I I don't want to say older because I don't want to like think about coming into a new decade soon. Do you feel the same about turning 30? <laughs> I'm actually weirdly excited about it. When, like, when I have December. So um, yeah, 30 at the end of the end of the year. Um but yeah, I've got this kind of weird feeling of like a chapter's closing and this like new exciting chapters opening where I'm like 30 I found myself I've like got more money than I did in my 20s I'm like more confident than in my 20s and I'm like 30 and fabulous and yeah I'm like really excited about it Hi. um yeah I don't, it's a bit I don't know it's a bit of like a I've had a, an amazing time in my 20s feel a bit gutted mm. that like the last Years obviously been a bit weird, but yeah, it's yeah. I'm kind of like weirdly excited about my thirties, <laughs> which is have weird. You, have you got any goals for before you turn thirty? I know it's not that long now, or do you have anything <laughs> that you want to achieve in your thirties? Um, probably not. I can't think of anything I've kind of put down on paper that I want to achieve in my thirties, and I guess like when I like kind of look back on my 20s I'm like I wanted to kind of travel and um that was probably my like my big one I'm like I feel like I've like I found a job I absolutely adore doing um I'm crazy about all my friends and I know they're coming with me into my 30s and I'm like I feel like I've just finished off my 20s a really like nice place yeah and I think it's quite yeah like a nice a nice feeling um I did have a 30 before 30 like travel bucket list that I wanted to tick off that I've um but I threw that out when I realized I probably wouldn't be doing much traveling (laughs) so all things I will still do I guess just not my 30 before 30 anymore um What's what's your number one destination that you'd love to go to well, I think at the top of that list, um, which wouldn't be now, it was I wanted to go and see the Northern Lights. So I wanted oh, to go to like, yes. I think it's Iceland where you see it them and go see the yeah. Northern Lights. That yeah. was top of the list, which, do you know what? I'm still holding out for. That could could be my 30th birthday present to myself. That. Yeah, <laughs> that could happen. Um, but Japan at the moment, I really want to go to Japan. Oh, yeah, it looks amazing, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, we'll see, where, see if that can happen. Do you not feel like the last like decade has just fallen? Like I can remember my 18th like it was yesterday, drinking BKs in Oceana, just like <laughs> living my best life. I remember having a bleached 
blonde bob like frankie from the saturdays i thank her for her that haircut every day and <laughs> um, i just I, like, I don't know where the last nearly 10 years has gone i know like yeah when you say it like that like i can remember my 18th birthday yeah i can remember my 18th birthday like really well but i feel like i've like gone through so many little like life stages in the past 10 mm. years that i've like almost sorry if buds falling out um i've almost kind of like i've been about five different people i feel like and i feel like I've, now i feel like i've like cliche found myself <laughs> but i think this is the person i'm supposed to be but i haven't been her the, for the whole of the past 10 years and yeah. i feel like i've like lived lots of different like little mini lives and yeah my 20s were weird but fun (laughs) yeah do you know what I still feel like I don't feel old enough to be doing adult things like oh yeah like we I got married in 2019 and I'm like I don't feel old enough to be married but yet I'm married and it's like I've moved out now and you realize how expensive everything is like a clothes dryer was like 25 quid I'm like it's a bit of plastic and it's it's weird all these things like I'm kind of like I feel like it just goes by so fast yeah I feel like that except probably on a small level when I'm whenever I get any bill through like I got my water bill through today and I was like oh I'm an adult (laughs) there are times like that where I'm just like no I don't want to do this oh I know like when we set up our council tax I'm like oh god you know you're an adult when you and when you buy curtains oh yeah like, oh, so I said to Aaron, I said, "Do we really need curtains? Like, I'm that, I'm that frugal bitch. I would just, yeah. I would just clip some um, blankets on some hangers and stick them up in the windows. Yeah. I just don't yeah. like adulting that much. I like the fun stuff, but I feel like there's not really been any fun stuff for the last year, has there? No, it's been very homesy in the last year. I'd say, um, yeah, like I'm working from home. My whole life revolves around home at the moment I know it's crazy I'm the same as well and I feel like it all just rolls into one yeah completely the past like six months have been an absolute blur like I thought I spend every day being like how is it Thursday how is it Friday oh how is it a new week (laughs) like what the hell (laughs) I'm like that as well though I I generally feel like the weeks are going really really quickly and I feel like we're getting that bit closer now to some normality yeah I really hope it slows down when we get back to normality though like I want the me too the summer to be I keep saying to um my girls I'm like you do realize this is going to be the best summer of our lives like I always compare it to that you know the summer when it was like the world cup we had the heat wave oh my god that was, was it like summer. 2018 summer I think yeah I, I don't remember so. exactly yeah, yeah, it was I my go-to is always like this is it's going to be the summer of our lives it's going to be better than the world cup summer I don't even care about football but I always just go that the world cup summer was it, it was brilliant Do you know what though <laughs> I I'm not bothered about football but when you go to a pub when the world cup's on it is amazing <laughs> it was such a good summer it was so much fun I remember I even the night we we got like kicked out of the world cup and I was just like don't even care we're all in the pub on a Tuesday <laughs> I know it's epic. That's why, like, every time I've been recording these podcast sessions, Aaron's been watching football, and I'm saying to him, like, 
if you breathe, I will know, I will hear you. Like, you need to be quiet <laughs> because it's like you can hear everything in this house. Like, I can hear him telling the dog off, like, open it up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it gives realism so... to the podcast. <laughs> the, the one, the one thing I think that they should do for us when we come out of lockdown is give us all the bank holidays back from last year. Oh my god, that would be an absolute dream. I think yeah, I think go so. Down to like three day working working weeks. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll have to. I'll have to think of some other requests for. Yeah, um, put them in, Prime Minister. But in terms of lockdown, though, what was it like for you? Because I know, obviously, a lot of people struggled with it mentally and found it a bit stressful. How was it for you? So at the beginning, um, I was shielding. So I reshielded for the first, like, three, four months. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, so I'd just come back from travelling, basically, more or less straight into lockdown. So I went back home to live with my mum for a bit. Yeah which was actually wonderful. Um, it was so nice to, um, I, mean, I, I always feel really guilty like saying that my, my first lockdown was wonderful, but like I, I am one of those people that proper like takes the positive from any situation you throw at me. And I spent the first, like I spent four months, basically yeah, three, four months of my life hanging out with my mum. And when do you really get to do that in like adult life? And we, I've got like a really good relationship true. with my mum. We're really close. Like she is like one of my best friends, and to just hang out with her, like oh, that's lovely. I hope she yeah. listens to this podcast. And thinks, oh, what a lovely I do. I, but I do say it to her all the time. I'm like, that was like we had a, like a nice time during the first lockdown. Like everything was terrifying and scary, but like we were so like in it together, and it was yeah, she was a rock. She was amazing um and I think I was the same for her as well yeah that was um, a bit like um yeah yeah that's like with my um my mum she normally lives in Italy and she came back and she my her and my sister did lockdown together and I was at Aaron's mum and dad's with him and I was thinking they're gonna kill each other they're literally gonna yeah. like because they're obviously not used to spending that much time together and they loved it like they were doing yeah. jigsaws together going for walks making nice dinners and I thought I'm really missing out here so I, yeah. I can imagine like they had such a blast but yeah isn't it weird though like as you get older like your relationships I, for me especially get better with your parents especially, yeah like, no you definitely with your mom and stuff yeah 100% and actually my sister was with her boyfriend so I think she was probably like at the beginning oh my god they're gonna kill each other and we didn't <laughs> so it sounds like quite a similar situation we've got going on there yeah it's, like yeah. it's um, crazy though isn't it like the fact that we've been forced into a lockdown for a whole year and we've spent yeah. so much time with our loved ones the thing I'm I'm really missing most about um COVID and lockdown is not being able to hug my friends yeah oh my god 100% yeah like I'm such a hugger yeah I do you know what I'm actually not even a massive hugger at all. I'm quite I'm not actually that tactile as a person, but when you're not allowed to, even if you're not a hugger, yeah, I'm like, oh I just want to like squeeze you. So I can't even imagine people who are huggers yeah. and tactile. God must be feeling it so much more. Um and I'm lucky I do now I, live with I like my hugging friends, my so. friends. Yeah. Oh. 
See, I, I like hugging my friends. But at least it takes, like, the awkward, like, if you went for a job interview <coughs> or met someone you didn't know. Because normally I'm like, do you shake hands? Do you hug? Do you do, like, a kiss on the cheek? And I always get myself really, like, worked up about it when I meet someone new. Yeah. I'm always just like, hi, awkwardly. And at least now it takes that whole element out of having to worry about it. Yeah, it is just everyone's awkwardly saying hi. We were um, saying on a, um, a Zoom call at work the other day, like, you know, when you kind of end a Zoom call and you all wave at each other, we're like, are we going to take this back to the office? Oh, so. And we're we all going to awkwardly, like, people are going to leave a meeting and we're all going to awkwardly, like, wave at... I keep waving, like, they, we're on a podcast, you can't see me waving, but I'm like, you all awkwardly um, wave at each other at the end of, like, meetings. I see, yeah. and... I'll, I'll let people know. <laughs> the thing for me is that I always, like, try and wave and then look at the screen, but with my other hand, I'm trying to leave the meeting at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of like, bye. <laughs> It's so awkward or like or if you click off too soon every when everyone's like mid goodbye I do it all the time to my mum though when I FaceTime her she'll be like (laughs) mid be like love love you and I'm like halfway through saying love I've just cut her off she's like look yeah it's crazy isn't it it is super crazy but Ellen thank you so much for joining me this evening thank you I've had a lovely time but before we go I just want to ask have you got any advice for any of the listeners, anything relating to YouTube or chronic illnesses, what slice of advice would you give people listening? Um, oh gosh, that's a really hard question. Um, I love a hard question. Yeah, um, I think my my biggest kind of advice is um, just listen to your body and like not just your body, like your thoughts and your personality and like. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Listen to yourself and listen to like all your feelings and like allow yourself. Hello, everyone. Sorry for that slight interval we just had. We just had some technical issues. Um, (laughs) Me as well, because I'm not very tech savvy. So I'm kind of like, oh, my God, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. What do I do? Oh, my God. Do you think something was going down at NASA the way I was going on? Um, (laughs) But yeah, just, just in case we missed it, just because um, Ellen was cutting out, do you want to just round off again what you were saying, your bit of advice? I'm sorry I'm putting you back on the spot again. I um, I was rambling on about something. Um, I was basically just saying, um, don't force yourself to feel super positive. Just feel everything you need to and learn from everything you're going through. Um and enjoy the ride, basically. And I worded that so much better. It's like we were meant to cut out. Maybe the universe thought, right, <laughs> we don't know what Ellen's saying. Yeah. We'll give her like a little quick interval so she can let it whir around and come out. But I, I'm the same though. Like I really am very much like, I know what I want to say, but I get so excited as I'm trying to say it and make sure it comes out properly. It just comes out like a, a load of jumbled words but I know I mean the general consensus I got is do you do you do you babes yeah enjoy it yeah that's my favorite saying I say it to my husband all the time he's like I'm gonna go and have a bath I'm like you do you babes but Ellen thank you (laughs) it it is so important but Ellen thank you so much for um joining me this evening don't don't try and cut off just yet (laughs) (laughs) um so if those of you want to go and follow Ellen, you can follow her on Instagram on Ellen's in Wonderland. 
and you can get all the links for her YouTube. You can check them out. You can look at her reels. They're fantastic. Um, and like I briefly touched on earlier, me and Ellen are sharing experiences and opinions from our own journey and our own life. If anyone has any queries or questions or is upset by anything that we've spoken about, you can message me. You can contact Ellen if you want to find out more about her chronic illnesses or anything that we've discussed. And thank you again, Ellen. I've had a lovely time. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I've absolutely loved it. Thank you for being thank my, you. popping my podcast virginity. <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs>